welcome everyone back to Weekend at Berkman's, a show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Good evening. Well, it is a damn good evening. We got uh, right now coming to you with the Mavs just absolutely shellacking Phoenix to make it to the next round. Game seven, currently up 97 to 55. They could put us on the court, guys, and probably come away with the win there. And, that would be an uh, interesting bet. That would be an interesting bet. And take it. I'd, I'd pay to see it. Uh, oh, yeah. And then flip it over to the ice. So we got Penguins Rangers game seven going into OT, uh, type 3-3. And then uh, Stars just scored. Oh, and yeah. So now we've got Pucks Ooh. on net. Pucks that, on 40, net. Pucks in net. In 40 net. seconds in, uh, already on top of Calgary. Could be a good night here. So we will Captain keep you Jamie apprised. Ben. Oh, that was Ben, huh? Yeah, it's about time. All right, got to love that. Well, Bowness shouldn't be distracted tonight, so he put all his effort in the coaching. So it's clearly doing that. 1-0 already. Hope everybody had a uh, great Sunday, great weekend. Uh, Mark, what was the highlight or low light of your weekend? I'm a, I mean, I'm an optimist, so I'm going highlight. Guys, I want to let you know that Papa John's has brought back, I don't know, maybe reintroduced or introduced – the stuffed crust pizza mm. with cheese and pepperoni. Had that on uh, Saturday, Friday night, excuse me, a little family game night at the old Casa with the uh, pepperoni and cheese stuffed crust pizza. It was fantastic. And we played a little family uh, card game and uh, yours truly won. Uh, so, you know. So Says the guy was- last pod who said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. How, I mean, how many slices did you have? I had three. I felt pretty good afterwards. They were thicker. Uh, and we also ordered garlic some cheesy, sauce. cheesy bread. Oh, garlic sauce, the whole nine yards. I mean, everything was on there. So that was, that was my highlight, Friday. That was a good family night. Mm. Yeah, good food. I think we, you? we take, a little bit, uh, take a little bit deeper dive on, on pizza <laughs> later, maybe <Yeah>. today. <laughs> what about you, Stephen? Highlight or low light for the weekend? I think the highlight's got to be all these game sevens. I mean, not a big NBA guy, but uh, the Mavericks, but really it's all these uh, hockeys. I think it's uh, the most game sevens in the first round of the hockey playoffs with five game sevens in like the last 20, 30 years. It's been awesome to watch. Sad for the Leafs. They blow it again. As you already noted, stars up 1-0. But sidebar, went to the lake, had a great time, got some sun, looked like a – Looked like a nice sugar cookie, um, you know, so a little snickerdoodle action going on in the face. So, yeah, sidebar, lake on a Saturday. No, what about you, Mike? Uh, you, you can keep all the snickerdoodles. I, that, that is not a – that's not even a top ten cookie for me. That sounds like a feature pot. <laughs> what? Also sounds – Come yeah. on. Yeah. Also it's got to be top ten. No. No way. I mean, I can barely name off 10 cookies. It's got to be top 10. Well, you know, the other thing here, you got me thinking maybe some sort of revenue 
conspiracy or scheme coming out of the NHL, milk all the games, seven game series. We'll have to keep an eye on that if everything I think goes. It's uncanny how many game uh, series went to game seven. Uncanny. Well, if they charge as much for the beers there as they are at the PGA, then uh, it's no surprise. Oh, man. Mike, you, what about your highlight or low light of the weekend? Um, highlight for me, uh, definitely pool time. So sister lives in the, in the Dallas area. She's got a, a really nice pool. I picked up kind of a, you know, a little bit smaller pool here shaped like a, like a bean. Uh, but it's a, you know, it's a pretty nice pool. It's got a little, little fountain, uh, up in the, up in the nineties. But as I'm enjoying Dallas, less humidity, than Houston so you know once the the sun kind of gets out of the way or even when the sun's there with the pool on the weekend uh just getting summer started so that was uh that was a highlight one other thing for me have you guys had overnight oats oh yes Mm -hmm. oh man I was introduced to those things in Indy and I mean they're they are pretty life-changing for me so I made two sets of overnight oats the cranberries, the cinnamon, the honey, and the real key. Now, I, I had given up coffee creamer for the year, but a little splash of, of just some sweet cream coffee creamer there right at the end, stir it in. A cup of Mardi Gras. I think I had Mardi Gras one morning and San Antonio one the next. I mean, that's Good. just... Oh, man. Yes. Banner yeah. weekend. Carry me through the week. flavors. Jeez Louise. Yeah, overnight yeah. oats. That, those are game changing. If you have school age kids or uh, that need to eat in the morning, <clears throat> you just pop them in the fridge overnight, and they're ready to go in the morning. It's fantastic. I don't know. Overnight consistency oats. consistency is a little little weird. A little off. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I just I don't know something about them. And I'm not a big cereal guy. I don't I don't know if you guys are. Uh, I I could probably I could do Lucky Charms. That's probably about it, but uh, I, yeah, these overnight oats, these are, I'll, I'll need to check the calories of everything that, that go in there, make sure I'm not jacking it up too much, but that, that's my, that's my new go-to. Nice. Let's move right on to this week in golf. And I mean, this is just the gift that keeps on giving week over week. I, uh, Everybody going into Tulsa this week. The world converges on Tulsa. Big shocker. Phil, the thrill, Nicholson says, hmm. not playing. What, what's the deal here? Anybody got any inside info on why Phil pulled out? Well, we spoke on the phone last week, but I can't divulge <laughs> all the information. Um, but, he, you know, here's here's my thoughts for the guy who, you know, hadn't spoken to Phil. About time he kept something off the record. There we go. Um, I mean, my thought is that he is just trying to keep his head down. I know there's more information coming about all the gambling debts and gambling losses. Um, so, again, he's just trying to keep his head down and let it cool over. But if I'm Phil... I'm not Phil. Wish I was Phil. But if I was Phil, I would just get out ahead of it. I mean, get in the media, get the questions over with. It'll be a couple weeks. So forget about you. Some other story will come out. Um, you know, there's some other golfers right. going to screw up at some point. Just get ahead of it in a couple weeks. By the time the, the U.S. Open is around or British Open, they'll all be forgotten about. And he's back to being Phil the Thrill. 
Mark, what's your take? No inside on information. I'm keep. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping all this stuff secret. But yeah, Mark, what's your take? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, to me, you know, management, crisis management 101 is, is you don't let it, the crisis manage you. You manage the crisis. That's free. Um, it's an MBA right there. It's an MBA. That's sixty thousand dollars. Put uh, it on a T-shirt. Question, questionable usage. Uh, I'm kidding. It's coming great handy. Uh, you got to get out ahead of it. Don't let it get ahead of you. And I, I fear that Phil is letting this thing dictate his moves here. I have zero knowledge of what is actually going on within the Mickelson camp. And I, again, as I said on many, many weeks ago, when we first came to our listeners, it's like, Hey, I'm all about second chances and I want him to get back in there. I think he's good for golf, but man, I just don't get how you do this, especially as the defending champion. You want it. Last year, in an amazing fashion, I think this course could suit him. I mean, who knows? And uh, I'm, I'm one of these that's sad to not see him there. I think he is fan, he's been fantastic for the game of golf. Uh, it just, I just don't get it. And, I, I mean, I'd like to understand. I mean, I'm not going to – clearly I'm not going to judge the guy. It's, it's his choice, and that's fine. But uh, I, just, I just don't get it. You know, and I hope he figures it out and comes back soon because I think he's he is still good for the game. A big draw. And yeah, it's sad. I mean, I think the, the city of Tulsa is a little less off tonight, knowing that Phil Mickelson's not going to go down Fifth Street and see the, the sights. You know, I used to live on Fifth Street. So I can say that many years ago. I don't advise yeah. you go down Fifth Street. Yeah, and, and you know uh, the, the, the city that never sleeps in Tulsa. <laughs> you can't see my face there, but uh, so what? What I don't get is, and it looks like the, the PGA Tour official, you know, response or tweets is that they they want him there. So this doesn't yeah. seem something like it's a uh, what you call it, Stephen, a silent ban. You know, Jordan goes to play baseball or something to that effect. So. I'm not really sure what's going on. Um, you know, I, if Phil has a hit team, I'm sure they're looking for Shipnuck. Uh, look, I mean, Shipnuck's just in this book that's coming out, just basically ruined his world. Um, and then, you know, the gambling that have come out and I, and I suspected that maybe some of why he was chasing the money because he didn't have, as much money as, as maybe folks thought, uh, I think he had to sell like his prized jet um, at some point, but yeah, I, that's a great point there, Mark, you know, you, you get moving again, something else comes out and we all move on. It's like, I've forgotten so many other scandals and stories. It's like, let's just, let's just get on with it. So unless there's something bigger, which I hope not for Phil's sake, yeah. uh, better not, Better not do this again for Boston and yep. the U.S. Open. So, I mean, four last, four of the past champion. What is it? Four out of the last fifty or something like that. Fifty years, the uh, past champion hasn't defended. I think it was McElroy. Um, I think Tiger. You know, back during the injury, I think they were both injured. And again, I, I feel bad saying it, but I I think I heard it was Payne Stewart. Obviously, untimely passing of Payne. But I mean, those were the guys. They were injured, and I, again, I with nothing but respect for paints. It's like, it's just one of these things you don't do, like, unless you just can't. And that's why I'm, I struggle with what he's doing here, but you know, Hey, 
it, he's his own person, and I respect that, and I respect his decision. I, I hope he, I hope he's okay and comes back at some point in time. Maybe there's maybe there's something else coming here with with the Saudi league. So I happen to go out to the website. Looks like it's eighty five bucks for the uh, the London tournament. So you can hmm. go ahead and purchase. That's that's a <clears throat> that's a day pass. Um, so there's eighty five dollars or eighty five quid. What is that? Uh, is that uh... I don't pounds, know. Stephen would say pounds. you 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 bring a, a bird, uh, to the tournament that'll that'll get you into the grounds. Um, <laughs> so I maybe there's something there where where Phil is going to be the face of this thing and he's just getting ready to I don't know go nuclear with this thing. I uh, Norman, I don't know if you saw his comments, but yep. uh, he you know he basically said everybody makes mistakes, uh, referring to the Saudi government. Uh, dismembering that journalist so that obviously wasn't uh, wasn't taken too well either so i mean these guys they can't keep their their feet out of their mouth um i just i don't know how this thing is going to end but i i think it's about as messy as i could have imagined at this mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. Yeah, so i'm with you i'm with you while we've got one tour though mm-hmm. uh either one of you ever picture shooting 25 under uh in a weekend and losing i mean that sounds that sounds like i picture it all the time all the time i mean that's that's something else uh obviously we were i don't know for all fans to speak here on the podcast but you know texas guy um shoots 67 today not enough Still takes home almost twenty five hundred million. It's second place. Yes. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Like it was. Uh, it's kind of yin and yang here. Last week, sub. Uh, I think we had eight under wins, and this week almost uh, triple that. What do you guys hey, think? Actually, I mean, I, I watched. You know, I didn't uh, because I've I've seen the course. Uh, I'm I'm from that area. I think I think they've done a lot of amazing things up there in Frisco. Again, it's not Dallas. Uh, really cool course. I like that kind of stuff. I like seeing these guys hit shots and look. I I don't have a problem with the 26 under winning. Kh Lee, shout out. Um, I you know I don't have a problem. I just again if you're if you're shooting 25 under. Generally, you're like, I'm going to win a golf tournament. Heck, third place at 24 under, fifth place at 23. I could keep going down the, the board here. I think last place that made the cut, you know, they're shooting 11 under, 12 under, 13 under, something like that. I'm like, that. it's just amazing to me. Uh, clearly, these guys are good. They know how to fire at pins. They know how to make make some putts. Trade, uh, trademark. Trademark. Um but anyway, I, I, that just blows my mind. Twenty six under, good for them. Kh Lee, Let me, I think didn't he win it last year? Sounds like we all sounds like we yep, all love that back. kind of golf. Yep. So here, here let me let me self correct us before we get uh, corrected later. TPC Craig Ranch is in McKinney, so not McKinney. not Frisco. Frisco not area, <laughs> McKinney. So self correction already. I apologize. One on the chart already for episode five. Um, Here's here's my take. So I saw this on Saturday night. I, I only I got to catch the tail end of Saturday's coverage and I saw a stat on Twitter again. That's where I get a lot of my information. It's really high quality. It's a little bit better than Wikipedia, but they had 69 Eagles 
through three rounds. That is the highest number of Eagles through three rounds since 1984. So that is not very um, – that's not a record. If I was the Byron Nelson, I would want to set. Um, so – and, you know, there were, you know, they set the course record on Thursday. Sebastian Munoz – uh, I think I said that right. Uh, 60 on a Thursday. There was a 61 out there. Countless 62, 63, 64s. So here, here's my thing. While I do enjoy watching the, you know, a, a pro go low, it's really awesome when, you know, he's blowing them away. Like the next one is, you know, the next lowest golfer is a couple ways, showing that he really just tore, tore the course up, really, really made it his own. But with the fact that there are that many out there, it just kind of becomes numb at that point. So here, here's my two cents, and here's a uh, opportunity for the PGA Tour. I'm willing to go to uh, St. Augustine to talk to Jay Monahan. So here's a little nugget, Jay. Uh, if a course has a winner and countless people at 20 to 25 to 30 below, that course gets on probation. That it's a one-year probation, and that course wow. over the next year needs to firm up those greens, make the greens smaller, uh, tighten in the fairways. You didn't hear me say lengthen the course, right? Because that that's you know we've we've made it very clear that length does not equal lower score or a higher score, but they can do things to that course to make it harder. The next year we'll do some averaging again. We got to show improvement. If no improvement. That course is done. Move it somewhere else, right? Because to me, you know, make the game fun, but make it hard and challenging for these guys. So, willing to talk to Jay Monahan. Give me a shout. Willing to fly out to a Saint Augustine on a PJ. Just let me know. Uh, but got plenty of opportunities for you to hopefully make this game a little bit better because it looked really candy ass this weekend. <laughs> uh, on that- behalf of on behalf of our. Uh- underage listeners uh mr steven did not mean to say those words thank you that's that's what we call a diatribe and uh (laughs) i not sure that they'll take any of that into advisement um you know thankfully i think there's enough different tastes of viewers that some people like the the u.s open style setup and some people like the the birdie and the eagle fest so Nonetheless, um, <clears throat> still plenty of entertainment. Now we move on to, to Tulsa. Uh, we also had the first major of the year for the Champions Tour this mm-hmm. week. And uh, one Steve Stricker, uh, he ended up ended up winning that. I, I did take a glance at the leaderboard yesterday. And uh, guess, guess whose name I saw there in second? Steven Alker. Steve Alker. Uh, My boy, Alka. The win. I mean, you know, Stricker basically like a cheat code on the uh, some of these guys. I'm like, they come on at the Champions Tour at 50. I'm like, okay, this is this is not. He, he doesn't not miss. Fair. The guy doesn't <laughs> miss. He's like a basket uh, of wedges. He's like a Buffalo Wild Wings basket of wedges. He just knows how to lay it out there with his wedge. I mean, it's impressive. I watched a little bit. This guy didn't miss. It was impressive. It was awesome. And he's already been back in... a couple of tournaments. Yeah. Coming off the of illness. Go... So even more impressive. Yeah. Yeah. What, I'll, I'll go back and pull up some of the footage from Medina. Uh, when oh. he, 
he missed. There's plenty, oh, okay. plenty of footage of him. He's like a fine wine. He's getting better with age. Well, he's also the youngest wine on the shelf. So that's he's the youngest twice. old wine on the championship <laughs> tour. I'm proud of him. Uh, I'm happy for him. So little, uh, little Tulsa major trivia here. So let's go back to '94. Oh yes. Any anybody remember? And I'll, I'll give you one hint if you don't know right off the bat. Anybody remember the winner for the PGA Championship '94 Southern Hills? Does Goosen. his name? He is a countryman, fellow countryman of Goosen. Else, mm. not else. Smaller. Come on, Paddocks. Mm. I'm going to give you a clue. No, I'm going to give you a clue. Now, Mike, let me give him a clue. Okay. The price is wrong, Bob. Oh, <laughs> that's giving yeah. the answer. That's like it, oh, is that not a good twenty-eight thousand dollar pyramid? You can't say the word. So oh. yeah. Anyway, Nick Price. Oh. Nick Price wins in '94. They moved the U.S. Open there in 2001. That was Goosen. That was Goosen. And I, yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. I, you know. For some reason, I couldn't really find Daly's name on either of those tournaments. I'm not sure where Daly was in between his two majors and and just recently when Stephen saw him at the the Masters and then you guys saw him again at the uh, Insperity. It seemed like there's a large chunk of history missing uh, for him there. And then in 2007, they had the PGA back there. I think first day. Daily opens with like the 67 and his quote was something to the effect of, I was just trying to survive. I think the ambient uh, was about 115 degrees. Um, the guys were just wow. dropping like flies. He, um, well, thankfully they, they shuffled the, uh, the majors on the calendar to try to take care of that. But I don't know if you saw daily. Uh, I think he made a, a, a double or something to that effect. And then he ended up four putting decided uh, and that was this week decided not to sign the card um but i i, I do think he'll i do think unlike phil he will make it uh Tulsa oh, yeah. this this week i not sure if he'll get a cart or not i don't i don't know exactly how that works but uh looking forward to seeing him out there hopefully make the cut maybe rekindle a little bit of magic I'm all for him taking the cart i think that'd be fantastic i want you guys to know 94 you want to know who was in Third place? 94. Uh, Nick Price wins. Who's in third place? I mean... 94. Uh, Sutton. I mean, that's close. I give you a clue. He's not coming back this year to defend his title from last year. Jackie Burke. Oh, wow. Phil Mickelson. Phil. I'm not very good <laughs> at giving clues. Burke. Jackie Burke. Right. I was... Free RIT. I was going to... I was I was gonna guess I was gonna guess Phil, but uh, okay. Nick Price took oh. home three hundred and ten large that year. That's how big the person wow. had gotten three hundred and ten thousand. <laughs> Have you guys yeah, you well, guys ever hear of the uh, the Titleist Howitzer Titanium Driver? Now look that up. Gotta be I, I have one of those in 
I had one of those in high school. That you hit that thing at dusk, it had a spark coming off of it about ten feet long. That that was a that was one of the first titanium drivers. That thing was that was so cool. Mike, Mike, breaking news, breaking news. Game seven, Dallas and Phoenix has come to a conclusion. Final, final score. 123, Dallas Mavericks 90, Phoenix Suns. All right. Well, they scored more in the fourth quarter, the Phoenix Suns did, than they did the entire first three quarters combined. I take that back. You got another breaking news. Oh, no. The uh, Pens Rangers just went final. Rangers take it 4 3 in overtime. Rangers moving on. They still got the. Shattenkirk? No. Duke Rollo? Uh, no. <laughs> nope. Not really sure, okay. but I don't think so. All right. Let me go back and take a look at the Rangers roster. All right, good for them. And uh, certainly good for Dallas. Mark uh, did not pick Dallas to go to the next round, but uh, that's okay. We'll hope. Well, if the listeners, the listeners will remember that I picked the Dallas Stars of the four teams you provided me. You could have picked more than one. You make the rules. Just second. I didn't know the rules. Okay. Yeah. Well, right into round ball then. So that is quite exciting. We uh, got another horse to pull for here in the next round. So looking forward to. The Mavs, uh, see what they can do, taking down, uh, I mean, the favorites maybe in Phoenix. So that's that's pretty impressive. I know Steven's looking forward to watching every minute of every game. Of course, we're just getting started in the playoffs here. Uh, Sixers are toast, um, which is good. I can I don't have to waste my energy on them anymore. I don't really have any favorites in the East, so I will be uh, – I will be going whole hog here on the Mavs. I did check at halftime. So it was 57-27. I think Doncic had 27 uh, himself. So he uh, scored as many points as the Suns did. Uh, they were 99.5% according to ESPN uh, to win at halftime. So that one was was in the bag. Uh, looks like the Suns put up 10 in the second half. So yeah, I would, I would pay money to put five, uh, five amateurs in there, go down here to the local gym, grab five guys, put them on the floor. They got to be able to score 10 points, uh, in a quarter. So I, I, uh, need to do some analysis there to see what exactly happened to Phoenix. Don't know if they had, uh, you know, some food poisoning or I, I, who knows what's going on there, but, uh, who cares? We got Dallas going on, going on the next round. Mike, I think the stat of the game, though, goes to the fact that the uh, Phoenix Suns were only able to get 95% of their fans, 95% capacity. Attendance, 17,071 when the capacity is 18,055. Kind of sad. Game seven. Can't get your stadium to capacity. I mean, that's an omen. If you can't sell it out, you ain't going to win. First, first NBA game I've watched more than about five minutes. The Mavericks dominate. So uh, I think if history continues uh, next round, I need to find a bookie and throw some money on something. So seems like easy money. So let me know if you know a bookie, guys. Well, Steven, hey, kind of like, like heat is hot. Uh, you, everybody gambles 
too much on a loser and not enough on a winner. The more that's, you win, the me, better, too. The more you win, the better. <laughs> like my old pappy says, when you get on the plane to Vegas, the way you double your money is you fold it over and put it back in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move into everybody's favorite segment, the old drink review. All right. Mark, what do you got for us this week? So I got a real treat for you guys. Oh, boy. I can see it now. uh, Yeah, the can, the bottle is silver. Mountains are blue. That's okay. That's where I want to start. This is this is a multimedia interactive experience with Coors Light. So it's Coors Light. It's a silver bullet. But did you know they figured out how to turn aluminum from silver to blue to tell you that the beer is cold? Oh, so I'm sorry, but I don't care about your micro brews, your your fancy schmance IPAs, your cold smashes or what have you. Coors Light <laughs> has figured. I, so I grew up. I was I was, you know, of age in the 80s and hypercolor was a thing. Coors Light's got these hypercolor cans. And if you can't appreciate the the magnitude of being able to turn your can silver to blue when it's cold. I don't know what to tell you. You just, you don't know about life, but let's talk about the beer that's contained within the can. Actually, I really haven't had a lot of Coors Lights in my life, but this one was screaming out to me from the Bucky's cooler the other day when I saw it and I said, I got to try this. Uh, So the mountains being blue was nice, but the real, I think the real nice touch was that the beer is good. And as, as domestics go, you really don't have to do much better than like, you know, yellow water uh, to make a good domestic these days. And I'd say Coors Light's a strong recommend. Two reasons. Good flavor and ability to interactively in, engage with your beer to see if it's cold. That is that is five mountains out of five, Mike. I highly recommend Ooh, tap the Rockies, tap the Rockies. Well, let's, uh, let me start with a few things there. So, um, first of all, it better damn well be cold. Uh, if it's going to taste good. Well, yeah, it's almost like a warning. It says, if these things aren't blue, you're, you're not going to enjoy this. (laughs) It's going to be a bad experience. Number two, the, uh, the original can does not fit in a standard size koozie. Which is which is quite annoying. Also as well. fair. Also fair. It's the Virginia Slim. Uh, <laughs> number three, you usually talk about whether or not this is the kind of beer you would have when you get in from a hot day mowing the lawn. Now, yeah, a, just, yeah. This is a lawnmower, but I was more taken aback by the Blue Mountains. And when okay. you can you when you can engage me in not only flavor, but the multimedia aspects of a can, uh, that to me is that's worth at least two of the, of your five mountains. Well, a friend uh, a friend who we will have on here one day as a guest, he taught me when you when you mow the lawn, you you know you you have about two or six of those bad boys and. You're going to be doing just fine. So it's like you've been rehydrated. Kind of quintessential, quintessential lawn mowing beer right there. So, all right. I, you know, I like it. I like it on draft. If it's ice cold, if you've ever traveled to some of these 
like I, I remember it being somewhere in, in UAE or something to that effect. And you go there and mm. they got the big tap and it's yes. like sub-zero. And yes. uh, that, that's how I enjoy those kind of domestics. So, and you know, and I don't want to get our our listeners too amped up, but uh, you know, this was this was Coors Lights. It was up there next week's bottle. I just encourage you to tune in. I was going to say thanks for pulling out all the stops. All right, Stephen. Quick question for you though, Mark. Okay. I know you 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 say it's really good after a long day of mowing the lawn. Mm. Do you still mow the lawn, or do you got lawn service? Because I think we need to clarify that. And potentially let's, change the analogy. Let's focus on the details that matter. All right. Um, all right. The number two. All right. Uh, we already know where that's going. No, no more needs to be said. Uh, number two is my saying is that's the silver tuna, Marv. So, all right. That's the, the silver tuna. Steven, what are you drinking so, tonight? What are you oh, drinking but tonight? But hold on, but hold on. Okay. So, I'm so trying, to, moved, trying to deflect. Trying to so deflect. you've moved from buying six packs to now going to the gas station and pulling out of the big ice bath. I just, I, <laughs> are we getting like a Michelada mix? Oh, man. That's not a domestic. That's domestic. Yeah, if, 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 the, if the pod was in Mexico, that would be a no. domestic. It's the Budweiser Uh-oh. Michelada combo. Like you, yeah. T- you know, let's go a little bit deeper next time. You're in that ice bath. Mm-hmm. All right, Stephen. Let's let's get on. Yeah, my, you know, uh, yeah. It'll be better than what we just had. All right. So uh, what I got here is a classic. Been around forever. Uh, it is Weller Bourbon. It is the original weeded beer. I mean, at least they're, they're telling me that on the label. I, I can't uh, fact check that. Maybe Twitter fact checkers uh, might need you to fact check that. But it is the original weeded bourbon. This is a special reserve. This is the base model Weller. Uh, it, this is not a sipper to me. This is a good, good mixer in my book. It's the right price point. I put this with a little bit of seven. Uh, that is seven up. Ooh. Um, Ooh. That is, that's my mixer. I'm not really a big Coke guy. Uh, Coke. DC Diet Coke, Coke Zero. Uh, just again, if, if if something is taking battery acid off your car battery, it's not oh. going in my system. Uh, so it's, that's why I go with seven. It's a little lighter. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because in school, I remember them being like, "Oh yeah, when when the highway patrol has to wash the blood off the pavement, they bring up Diet or the oh, uh, yeah. Diet Coke or Coke." Yeah. So pretty much, it's not going in my. Uh, Highly maintained, well-regulated body. I mean, that's just, I don't want to, you know, become impure like that. But anyways, I mix it with a little bit of seven. It's what I enjoy. It's great. It's one of my go-to mixers. I'll probably have the other one coming up next week. It's one of the, it's a classic. It's probably one of the best, uh, Mm. you know, base level bourbons out there. Coming next week, a little hint. No, no meet you a lot of But yeah. Oh, well, our special reserve. Can't go wrong. Don't oh, dog the domestics. Heart. Don't dog the domestics. Oh, what what was the sorry, did you mention the price point or you said weeded beer at the beginning? It threw me off. I was I was oh, so I did said you say beer? Sorry, weeded bourbon. Did you say where oh, it's apologies. from and how much it is? Uh this is Weller. So this is out of uh Frankfurt, uh Kentucky. So this is part of Buffalo Trace Distillery. Oh um this for a 
Uh, let's just go off the one liter price. A one liter is around 30. You can get the big dog, the mini jug, the 175 for around 40. Um, again, it's, it's hard to find. It actually isn't allocated. So again, you're not going to find this on the oh. shelf now. Oh. Back in the day, this was always on the shelf. Now, thanks to these bourbon hounds, all this craziness, uh, you know, some supply chain issues, uh, you know, a, a lot of those situations, it is allocated. Um, yeah. So, again, if you find it, recommend picking it up. Allocated bourbon. End of the first period here. Stars up 1-0 over Calgary. Um, Mike, I what cannot, you drinking? Hold on. I okay. cannot wait. For the on-location, shout-out to my great-aunt. She used to pull the Windsor off the bottom shelf at the package store. We're definitely going to have to do, you know, Crown 7 and 7, maybe some Windsor, do a taste test across the board. I cannot wait for the in-person, on-location, pod, blind whiskey, bourbon taste test. All right. This week for me. I I was this close to going outside of Texas for the first time, um, but uh, I didn't. I went to um, down the road to Austin with uh, Independence Brewery, and this one happens mm. to be the Wild and Free, which is interesting. I just thought you know that's that's kind of Austin Wild and Free saison, and uh, this is. Um, this is a nice 5.7%. Now, typically when I think of saison, I think of something that's uh, springtime, um, little little chill in the air uh, type beverage. But I used to, uh, back when I was living on the Northeast, I used to run down to Philly occasionally and uh, my buddy and I would dabble. And uh, one time we, we made a saison and it was... I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. Actually, I haven't really found any other saison since then. Now, this one, though, happens to be one that I, uh, I particularly like here. Um, I would say this one, you know, as soon as I, I cracked it open and put it in my ice glass here, said a very freshening, um, then you take a couple more sips, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, this Ooh. is the kind of thing where it's like, oh. you, you definitely want to have more than one of these. It's got a sort of a pillowy mouthfeel and a non-dictionary word for Steven, this, this baby's sumptuous. So I just, um, wild and free Saison. If, if you haven't had a Saison, I highly encourage you to have one. It's very drinkable. Uh, you won't regret it and it'll get you into the world of, of Saisons. So uh, rush out and get one of these today. Wow. Sponsorship opportunity. How does a saison compared to a Coors Light? Help, help our listeners understand what a saison is. You know, let me make it real simple here. Say this saison has flavor. Okay. 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 Does it have mount, <laughs> mountains that turn blue? Uh, no, no. Okay. I. You know what though? I. Next time we got to look up the history on that. I want to see with the guy who designed or the guy or the gal who designed that can that turned blue. Got to be printing probably cash. Working on the Mars printing project. cash. Oh. Yes. Okay. Or the Mars project. All right. Uh, so like to move on 
to pucks in net. Uh, we're all on the edge of our seats here. As I mentioned, Dallas up at the moment, Calgary 1-0. End of the first. Uh, the Leafs take it in the shorts. Um, just, you know, I I don't understand how that happens. Um, they just – you think they have the pedigree being one of the original teams, but they don't. I'm going to – I'm going to go ahead and flip – the pod, I should have listened to my nephew in the first place. I'm going to flip the pod over to the uh, the uh, bandwagon team here. We're going to be pulling for the Florida Panthers out of the East the rest of the way. So we'll still, we'll, you know, we'll still have the stars. Uh, Steven shaking his head no, but uh, I, you know, I'd like to have somebody else to root here for, especially since I don't have anybody in the NBA on the East anymore. So we'll be pulling for the, uh, the Florida Panthers. Love seeing a, a hockey team. Uh, <laughs> compete out of South Florida, but uh, I will yield whatever time is left to the resident ho- hockey expert here, Stephen. Uh, we're going to be watching the rest of this game this evening. Hope the Stars can pull a win. Any any thoughts? Any well wishes? Yeah, I think you know for us to be able to win this game, uh, the youngster Jason Robertson, he's going to have to get a goal or two here. Uh, he's really been the the reason why the Stars made the late season rush to get into that seven seed. Uh, he's going to have to get on the board, and when he does in this offseason, uh, the Stars need to back up a Brinks truck or two to get him signed because <laughs> he is the future. He will be wearing, mark my word, he will be wearing the C at some point uh, for the Stars after Jamie Benn. Uh, uh, not sure what will happen with Jamie Ben, but at some point when Jamie Ben uh, is traded or retires, whatever happens, but he will be wearing the C. Uh, but yeah, again, hopefully we can continue this two more periods to go. Uh, legitimately feel terrible for the Leafs. I mean, you know, 19, 20 seasons, they haven't been able to mm-hmm. get past and win a playoff uh, round. I mean, good grief. That is the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL feel terrible. Yeah. So, sorry, Toronto. Uh, you know, there's always next year. That's what they say. Yeah. I thought they I thought they had it for sure. But uh, was it, would that be a three-peat for the Lightning? It would be a three-peat. Uh, I wow. was really mm-hmm. pulling for Toronto just to beat them because, I, you know, I'm not a fan of, of – maybe it's not a fan of dynasties, but just, you know, teams that can teams just dominate. So, I really was pulling for Toronto. Um, uh, but yeah, three peat for the Lightning. I, I still think that there's some better teams out there in the East. So I think that uh, you know they're going to have to work cut out for them. If they're going to make it back to the finals. Um, but yeah, would be would be crazy. Would be on the level of like a Patriots if they're able to do it. Yeah, we will. Uh, we will hope for the Stars and um, something that I, I look forward to continuing to <clears throat> talk about on the the podcast and our man Bounce. What a legend. What a legend. Crazy hair. <laughs> All right, on to Toasted Nuts. Um, so, you know, I think, we've, uh, I think we've spent enough time talking about San Antonio blend, Mardi Gras. Really can't go wrong with either. Um, I, uh, you know, my coffee experience, since I picked up that, airtight opaque canister has just been it's just been phenomenal um i uh i think you know given the equipment that i've got with the mr coffee drift drip that it's not going to get any better 
and I think I've found some of the best ones that you can get. Now I could maybe spend some time thinking about roasting my own beans, maybe grinding versus just buying stuff in bags. But I, I do want to spend just a second here because uh, Mark has flexed on this podcast all the different ways that he can and does make coffee. Um, so what, you know, what are your thoughts on French press versus the Nespresso versus the, the Mr. Coffee, the grinding versus buying it in the bag? Can you kind of help fast track us and the listeners through, you know, what's the, the best bang for the buck, at least in your experience? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, Mike. I appreciate you recognizing my, my, my coffee prowess uh, with the the ways in which you can produce a cup of coffee in the morning. Um, I, if I had to describe what the French press means to coffee, it's kind of like, it's, it's like saying, it's like trying to describe, um, you know, Velveeta and not discussing its importance to like cheese, you know, it's a, uh, or to the Super Bowl party. Like you can't have one without, you just can't have one without the other. So like, to me, the French press is the quintessential way that you get in touch with your, your grounds. Um, it brings about full flavor. It doesn't have to go through a piece of paper. It's truly water mm. meat, meat ground, uh, the right temperature. I, I encourage people not to scald their water or boil it. Um, you need to get it to the right temperature. Um, it's important. Uh, and the French press to me just gives you that the combination of the right water temperature grounds, meeting water, allowing it to steep and then, uh, making a, an amazing cup of coffee. I think that every, and, and here's the, here's the cool part. Here's the part that I think is amazing. A French press is accessible. It's accessible. It's a lot of work though. What do you get like, like, like one, like two cups and then you got to start all over. It's, it's mm -hmm. quite the process. Um, most, uh, as I, the as juice I was saying, the squeeze. as <clears throat> I was saying, it's like 20, $30. You can get your, a, a fantastic French press. Um, and that's all you need. And you need some grounds and you need a way to heat your water up. Uh, I encourage you to get any of the many uh, water boilers out there again don't boil your water get it to 165 180 um don't quote me on that temperature uh and you pour it over the coffee you, you plunge the press down and you've got it's drinkable it's ready to go you also asked about nespresso to me the the folks over at nespresso are doing amazing things with their flavor profiles the ability to get different size and intensities of coffees from an espresso up to a normal cup of coffee even to a carafe um, but you, you're less, you're less, uh, able to, you know, bring in your own bean, if you will, to the Nespresso, which is something that I find somewhat limiting, but they do have amazing, um, you know, selection that you can go buy to, to get anywhere from the mountains of Mexico to the, uh, you know, over all the way to Asia, Indonesia, the Balinese coffees, some amazing coffees. It's just, it's just impressive. Uh, Bali is Indonesia. Um, anyway, it's to me, that's, and, and when you wake up in the morning and you have that greeting you in the morning, to me, that's just, that's paradise in a cup. Paradise in a cup. Okay. Well, is that, it, all, the I time, mean, is that all the time we have for today? I don't know. <clears throat> 
You mean, uh, yes, yeah, because we're, we're past midnight now. But, uh, I, you know, I, um, it sounds like it's a labor of love. I, I will leave it at that. I just, you know, you got to ground the beans. You got to do the plunger. You got to heat the water. It's like, you know, two and a half cups, depending on the size of cup you're using. Uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll give Stephen a minute here to opine but i you know my brother-in-law he's a coffee connoisseur and he swears by these pour overs like and i mean this guy he travels with his own cream so he he's serious about it but he (laughs) wow he does the pour overs he travels with this thing that like it's like one of them dog bowls that collapses and he you know he make basically make a pour over anywhere um and and i was doing a little bit of research and i was like okay what's the deal with these pour overs Apparently, and I don't know if the French press does this, but the longer it takes for the water to go through, the more flavor and oils and everything that it that it's bringing through. And so I don't know how the French press, you know, compares to the pour over, but I think that that might be maybe where I start dabbling next is the is the pour over. Uh, Steven, any thoughts on your end? Yeah, yeah, no, again, I love it all. I mean, I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker. We got the pour over. We got the uh, French press. Ooh. We got the Nespresso. We got the drip. But I think for me, my biggest thing, again, not going too crazy, is if I have the choice of getting whole beans, I get the whole beans because I'm convinced that when you grind them fresh every morning, you get just that little bit more flavor, right? It's not, it's not all broken apart, sitting in a bag, drying out. It's staying... Uh, I don't know if moist is the right word, but it's just staying together, keeping the flavors together. And then that grinding action in the mornings, really getting it all flared up. Uh, I guess my question is, I know Mark said, you know, he loves the smell of coffee and all that. I guess question to the both of you is coffee a better smell in the morning or is sizzling, crackling, crispy bacon? What, you know, what are you going with guys? Which one? I think I'm going to go with bacon. I mean, I, I, I smell coffee almost every day. Um, and you know, okay, that's, it's going to get me going. It's, you know, a nice hot beverage feels right with breakfast, but, uh, I, for me, I, I don't have bacon every day, like the Snyder household. So, uh, I, I think it's the smell of bacon for me, especially if I can get that with like a pancake. Maybe I get that with some Jimmy Dean sausage, maybe a little bit of syrup. Uh, I'm going with bacon. Uh, Stephen, I, I think you asked me as well, and I'll, I'll respond by, I don't know who in their right mind um, would choose coffee over bacon. Uh, for a smell to get you invigorated in the morning, now, again, I respect people that have different opinions and tastes and cultures. I, I, I get that. But for me, I don't know how you, 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 you vote against bacon, um, period. You just can't. I, mean, I, I, don't know how you, I don't know how you would do that. doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate me. the I, question. I think I got a little wacky. As, as y'all were talking, what I'm going to do next time, and I'll report back, is – I'm going to make my Mardi Gras coffee. I'm going to pour it in. I'm going to pour a little creamer. I'm going to get a crispy thing of bacon and stir in my creamer with my bacon. Get a little bacon up in there. 
<laughs> That's a nice mashup. That is a nice mashup. Yeah. Instead of a spoon, oh. crispy bacon. I'll let you know. Okay. okay. Kind of like a Bloody Mary. Uh, they do all the stuff in there. I'm still putting bacon in my coffee. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. It's gotta. It's gotta be super crisp. It like for me, it's gotta be to the point of being carcinogenic. It's gotta be. Hundred percent. Or I send it back. Or I like, send it back. back. Send it back. Send it back. Hundred percent. If it's not crispy, I don't eat it. Sorry. It's like when you think it's crispy, then crisp it and then bring yep. it out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I look forward to, I, you know, I had, I, at one point we'll talk about kind of a, our ideal breakfast and I'm glad you went there, Stephen. but, uh, man, breakfast, it's, um, might be, it might be my favorite, favorite meal of the day, but we'll, uh, we'll save that for another day. As I like to say, breakfast, it's the dinner of champions. Okay. Right. A little <laughs> A little bit of soccer. Uh, this will be mostly me just kind of updating the listeners with what I think is relevant. Um, Liverpool wins the FA Cup. Uh, if you're not familiar with what the FA, either one of you know what the FA Cup is, no. Um, well, there's like you football know, 20, association. Maybe there's about 22 leagues that these uh, teams participate in. The FA Cup. <laughs> it's sort of like I, I would equate it to maybe the the golf. U.S. Open of the uh, of the soccer world. Um, basically, any team in the in the well, the English soccer world, any team in the English league uh, level one, level one being the highest, which is the Premiership, all the way down to ten, can enter into this. Um, so you know, you your your amateur whatever that tries to qualify for the U.S. Open, uh, your you know your team of of plumbers or whoever uh, can enter into the FA Cup. <laughs> Uh, you know, very few have won, um, but uh, anyway, you know, it's interesting to me because Liverpool right now, they, they win the FA Cup. At the same time, they are competing for the, the Premier League championship. Uh, they are, I think them and Man City both have uh, one match left to go in the season, and uh, I know you guys – probably weren't following but man city had a match today and they were down two nothing at, at halftime and uh to west ham and uh actually west ham ended up giving up two goals in the second half the second one was an own goal uh which was Oof. which was quite devastating yeah that's not that's not good. quite devastating so i uh yeah if between the Leafs and, and West Ham, you know, if, if you want a team to lose, just have me tune in. That's starting to feel like what's going on here. But uh, as a Liverpool fan, uh, that was that was quite heartbreaking because I, I just I happened to see the halftime score. Man City was down to nothing and then ended up tying. It. So um, there's one match, I think one match, one or two matches left to go. I think Liverpool might have two and Man City has one. So it's I'm still saying there's a chance, but uh but not much. And then eventually we'll move on to some of the other 21 leagues and tournaments that these uh, teams play in. 21. Wow. That's a lot. It's, uh, well, there might be some hyperbole there, but uh, probably not by much. And Steven, since you mentioned Cincy, uh, it, you know, it's, it's really just that kind <laughs> of season. I don't know if you saw today, but they, they ended up losing without, um, 
the Pirates even getting a hit, uh, which Ooh. is <laughs> that's I not mean, common. Which is pretty, that's not common. It's it's pretty tough to do. So just the, knock uh, the them Yan- when they're down. Yeah. So the Yankees continue to uh, to just kill it. Uh, the Reds just continue to suck, and um, I don't know what the Rangers are doing, but. Uh, the good Rangers. I told, I told you last week, playing for draft picks. Playing for draft picks. Well, I uh, I do look forward to getting out to a game at some point. We'll see see when that happens. All right, let's do the segment that everybody looks forward to. Marnak the mediocre. We're not going to give away any. Well, actually, no. You could make some money this week. Take Mark's bet. Um, I'm assuming you can do a prop bet on this, but the question this week is, and I'm glad I didn't ask this for Phil, um, but does Tiger make the cut this week in Tulsa at the PGA Championship? Going into the envelope? Ooh. The answer is not only yes. The answer is not only yes, but it says 47th place. So he makes the cut, and he uh, does – the impossible and he finishes at the same place that he did after making the cut at the masters 47 guys the envelope's never wrong until it is that's an emphatic yes um you guys both i think have said you've either been to tulsa or the course is it either tight or hilly do you know i I worry about the hills and him having to walk up and down it, uh, it is true to, true to name. There are hills. I'd say it's one of the biggest elevation changes in, this, in oh. the area. Yeah, definitely. Yep. I honestly think, you know, aside from the, from the hills, I think it's the wind. I mean, Oklahoma yeah. starting windy. He might just get blown over. He, you know, he steps on this weak leg and strong 70-mile-an-hour gust of wind. Poof, he's on his side and he's got a broken hip. So watch out, Tiger. Also, given Mark's giving out potential gambling, uh, uh, you know, suggestions, we might need to put in the, this is not officially sponsored. If you're a gambling addict, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Correct. So, yes, do not, yes. I think Indiana's got a different, oh, man, and the Calgary puts one on the board. That's Calgary, one on the board. Tyler? This This is merely for entertainment purposes only. This is not... Meant to be a gambler's paradise. Okay. Well, I that's fine. Uh, I, I don't expect him to win it. I tell you what, I one of uh, you know this this podcast is about hopes and dreams, and uh, you know one of the people, one of the best players to never win a major, finished T twelve this week, Matt Kuchar, and I think he's going to be he's going to be my favorite. I hope he's in the mix. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, but it's funny you mentioned that Steven, because it looks like he's falling over in his swing, even when there is no wind. So, well, you don't want to be as catty either. <laughs> uh, well, we know that Lone Star Lights are a dollar, so that'll work out for They're not as catty. They're not a catty. <laughs> Uh, again, if I was a betting man or had a bookie, my money would be on Scotty or Jordan. I mean, it's just obvious. I mean, two hot hands right now uh, with recent wins. Um, so, yeah, 
those are my those are my horses for next week. All right. What about a bonus Marnak? Oh, Mark. What okay. about Daily? Oh, we got a goal for Calgary. We'll we, give we'll give Mark a minute here to reset the MetLife. What what's the uh goal for Dallas? Oh, goal for Dallas. Sorry, oh, I got too don't excited. give Calgary two one. <laughs> All right. So what about what about JD? Make is the he, cut. Is he is he gonna make the cut in Tulsa this weekend? Let's uh, see. So that's oh gosh. Uh, sorry, John. It came out no. But I also have <laughs> I also have twenty twenty four on here, which is the same year that I may or may not replace the Maxima. So <laughs> it's it's a mixed message, you know. It's not this week, and that's fine. But apparently, in twenty twenty four. Make sure you re-enter the PGA because you got that lifetime exemption, and that's the year you're gonna make the cut. All right, heard it here first. Good luck to everyone. Good luck to the JD. In I hope he makes the cut. I hope my envelope's wrong. I really do. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think he is. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Man, Beard's looking that incredible. Wash. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Marnak. And now a quick segment here for, uh, we'll call this one Department of Corrections since we continue to make so many mistakes. Uh, As I call through the the podcast, so uh, Mark, one of the things you mentioned was uh, the Buffalo Wild Wing histrionics. uh, Yes, sir. The history. Well, histrionics uh, is actually a word which describes, uh, I don't know, like being over the top uh, it has nothing to do with with history itself this, despite the way that it sounds so it, it felt right uh, it felt right but i accept it, the correction yeah it's a, it's more of an exaggerated behavior but uh, anyway gotcha. um steven you mentioned you made it sound like freddie was jumping ship to play on the saudi tour i I don't think he was. I think he was just happy that it was denied. But I don't think he was taking his oh. sweet swing and the gloveless over to the the Saudi tour. I mean, he's he's Captain America. He's the sweet hey. boy. He's going to be the Ryder Cup captain. I don't I don't think he was putting his name out there. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I needed some interpretation of that tweet. Uh, so I appreciate that. I was a little confused, but I was man. too because I was like, is he throwing away? All those Presidents Cup and Ryder Cup captaincies, and I'm I'm glad that he didn't. Um, so anyway, uh, Mark, you had and you had mentioned too. I, I was I was trying to do a little uh, deep dive on the history of the Phoenix Suns. I didn't get any bites, but you had made it sound like Lambeer and Marley played world aparts, and they had they had a, a pretty good overlap there. Ah, and uh, you know, late late eighties. Early 90s, Marley Lambeer, I mean, vintage NBA. I, I really, I enjoyed watching it back then. These days, eh, maybe maybe not as much, but I'm, I'm glad that uh, we've still got the Mavs and uh, hopefully we'll have stars as well. There was also a comment, and this, this one might have been off air. Uh-oh. Uh, I was asking about getting Guy Fieri on here hmm. from Cameo. And I, I think somebody had made a comment, maybe $149. Uh, yeah, I don't. That might be Guy Ferrari. 
maybe uh maybe some knockoff i don't i don't think that's actually guy fieri i don't even know that you can get him on cameo different different guy i swear i that's what uh oh, google said let me let me double check michael yeah Google-y. that's that's guy ferrari yeah. uh welcome to flavorville um I, i'm not sure that's the real uh the real yeah, we made a lot of mistakes in episode four uh this isn't uh, good this isn't good well, well, I okay. think the actual the Suns players is that a throwback to episode one or two? That's a that's a yeah. very late correction. Oh man, Mike, you're going a little deep here from the corrections. I don't know. There's there's no statute of limitations. This is this is my segment. Uh, right. You can get right. Colin Mockery though for a hundred and forty nine dollars. Don't know if anybody ever watched uh, whose line is it anyway. But uh, could get Colin. I don't I don't mm. think we're going to be getting guy though. At least, okay, okay. At least the way the pod stands today. And uh, Stephen, thank you for the self-correction earlier. Um, thought maybe you had a little bit too much wheat beer, and then you you corrected yourself. But uh, the the PGA Tour I don't think is in Saint Augustine. I think it's in in Ponte Vedra. But I guess I guess <laughs> if you bought a flight to Saint Augustine, you'd eventually get to Monaghan. But uh, um, Saint Augustine. Oldest, I think, oldest city in the U.S. I'll go ahead and throw that one out there at the risk of a correction. Some oldest city, no chance. There's that's got to be that's got to be <laughs> up in the northeast. Yeah, that was back. I, you know, self-corrected Ponce, right now. Zero. Leon came over here. You know, he settled. He settled in St. Augustine, you know, Fountain of Youth. Uh, oh man! All right, we'll correct ourselves to, next time. No stick to the food segments, right, guys? All right. Let's go ahead and round this one out with local knowledge. Local uh, knowledge. Just an optional one this week because I've been thinking about this for me. But if if you want to throw in with your your thoughts for the week, what if you got an acronym that best describes your life? You know, OMG, LOL, whatever you like. But uh, feel free to include that or not. But uh, Mark, let's start with you. Uh, well, first, I'd like to say thanks, Mike, for all the corrections. Uh, you know, we got to stay humble here at uh, Weekend at Kirkman's. We don't want to, you know, get out ahead of our skis or play above our our, our weight class. Uh, so I, I or punch above our weight class, as they say in the sports ball leagues. Um, you know, I think for me, it's 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 really two things. Um, one, as I've said all along throughout the uh, our time here on the, on the pod, you know, just continue to focus on your family and uh, remember that those people matter and it's, it's the only one you got. You're not getting any more and take time to to reach out, call, talk to your family. Uh, And I, you know, keep, keep doing that. Uh, You know, coming off the heels of mother's day a week ago, great time. I just, it just reminds me that family matters. Uh, Acronym that best describes me. Um, you know, I got to go with LOL. Um, it's uh, laugh out loud. I think it's important that you, you, you remember the humor in life because in taking things too seriously, it's just going to give you a, you know, a coronary. And sometimes you got to be able to laugh uh, out loud. And even if the stars get scored on, you know what, tomorrow's going to happen. And it's fine. Even if uh, the Calgary Flames lose, tomorrow's going to happen. Uh, don't forget to laugh. Don't don't forget to smile. That's what I got, Mike. Local knowledge. 
All right, Stephen. Uh, this week, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm kicking it back to what I said on week one. I, I think it's a hot Dallas week. I mean, you got the Dallas Stars in game seven, Mavericks moving on. You got Jordan Spieth getting second today, 25 under, 52 under, whatever, <laughs> whatever it might have been. I mean, just tearing up the tour. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, I mean, just Dallas, keep it rolling. I think we're going to go up to Oklahoma, keep it rolling too, and the Tulsa next week. Uh, but, you know, second, really second shout out is to the pod here. I think, Mike, uh, you're doing an amazing job hosting. Mark, uh, amazing job, amazing insights that you bring. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. So just shout out us. Nice. Uh, in terms of an acronym, I mean, I think the one I use the most is WTF. And again, I'm not saying the words. I, 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 just, I just say it. I mean, whether it's with work, life watching people drive uh, people's life decisions, whatever it might be, uh, that one does come up a lot. Maybe it's WTH. Is that better? But, yeah, one of those. WTH. What the heck? What the heck? Guy Fieri likes to say, shut the front door. I mean, uh, Uh yeah, whatever you like. But, yeah. You know, in it, and, yeah, thanks thanks for that, gents. Uh, It is important to reflect and, and celebrate this one will be episode five. Uh, who knew if we were going to make it or not. So here's to another 105. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you, Stephen. Uh, I appreciate both you all as well. Um, acronym for me, it's uh, this, this one that I learned. Um, well, there's, there's one on Reddit or something to that effect. That's like, explain it to me like I'm five, but that, that's not the one, but uh, there's one called TL. BR, which stands for too long, didn't read. And that's uh, that's pretty much where I'm at with my attention span these days. So whether it's a, a work email or a show or, you know, I've, I was watching this. I tried to sit down and watch this Three Mile Island documentary on, on Netflix. Okay, but everybody on it's alive. I'm like, what, yeah. I'm like, what is that? Uh, uh, I I mean I, I you hate to root I, I know this podcast likes killing people but you hate to root for people <laughs> to die and I didn't want to but I just like mm. this doesn't seem like like that big of a deal um, I know there was this um, radiation and whatever else and I certainly don't wish for that but uh, not going to be watching the other however many episodes of that sorry uh, people at Netflix but yeah too too long didn't read keep it short keep it sweet that's that's the way for me. Um, a little, little local knowledge. So, um, I've got a hat here that, that I love. Uh, it's not the same color it was when I got it, but I picked it up and I noticed it had a little bit of mold and other crustaceans on it. And, uh, you know, growing up, I would put them in the, uh, the top shelf of the, uh, dishwasher, uh, throwing them in the, um, washer and dryer. And, uh, it's all in line. The best way to do it is to throw it in a bowl with some detergent and uh things coming out just like it's brand new so if you got any any hats that you want to give a second chance detergent and cold water that's our home ex segment uh you know steven one of our favorite leaders that uh you know they like to have a place where you can enjoy working four out of five days a week this week's going to be about zero out of five for me. So I am uh, hoping to make it to the next pod. Uh, we, uh, you know, 
we've got some real excitement. I, I look forward to Sunday night. Let's hope it's not a rain out or a, a, a wind out um, in Tulsa and that we can mm-hmm. we can talk mm-hmm. about the results on, on Sunday night. So uh, Tulsa, Tucson, Tampa, Tacoma. I look forward to a great tournament this week. Well, that's going to do it. Another one in the books. Thanks, everyone, for joining Weekend at Berkman's. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Take care.